I'm going to introduce you to the gospel right now. You were a rebel whether you acknowledge it or not. And I'll tell you straight up, you were a rebel against the living God and this is your natural disposition. Why? Because you were born in sin. We were all born in this prison cell. And it takes the awakening and the grace of God and the providential grace of God to awaken us to the fact that we were lost. And that we can't get out and we're headed toward destruction fast. And the enemy, because of our rebellion against God, he has every legal right to harass and to harm our life. So there you are behind the prison cell and you cry out, help, Lord, I need help. You can't get out. The prison bars are stronger than any other element. There's no way you can cut them because they're stronger than diamonds. It's impenetrable. You cannot escape. You're doomed because when the enemy comes in the very end, he's going to finish you off because he has every legal right to do it. And he's going to relish every moment of it. But in strolls your intercessor. In strolls your mighty man, the Savior named Jesus Christ. He stands between you and the accuser. He takes the hit that was rightfully yours. He takes the blow that was intended for you and I. That is an extraordinary reality that he was turned to a pulp and he actually died. God died for you. Over your prison cell, it's always said, condemned, separated from God, guilty. And then suddenly, it switches when you realize what Jesus has done for you. Now it says over that prison cell, justified and forgiven and redeemed. But here's the, most, here's the problem. Most of us have just stopped with the good news right there that the blood of Jesus Christ has been shed for us. That he was killed. And I want you to know that's unbelievable news. But we're still in a prison cell. And so we're praising God from within this prison cell going, thank you God for forgiving me. Thank you for changing the sign on the outside of the prison. But God is saying to us all, can you check the door? Can you check the door of the prison cell? Because my blood was shed for more than just your forgiveness. Forgiveness was the avenue through which he could make the escape for us. He isn't just interested in dealing with the consequences of the penalty of sin. No, he's also dealt with the penalty or the problem of sin. So test the door. It's unlocked. The door to your prison cell is unlocked. So walk out and smell the open air of freedom, the liberty that is in Jesus Christ alone. And when you get outside the prison cell, there's this chariot awaiting you in emissaries from the king. And they say these very words, the king beckons you into his presence. How bizarre is this when you realize that you were a rebel, that you are undeserving completely. And now the little, literally the living God has given up his life for you. And he has set you free, and now he's begging you into his presence. Are you sure you have the right guy here? I'm a rebel. I stood against God and I spat in his face. How could he want me? And they look back at you and they say, get in the chariot. And as you're pulling into the kingdom, you're looking for where they might drop you off. So you look at that impoverished area over there and go, that's probably where they're going to leave me. And they say, no, we're taking you into the very presence of the king. He wants to live right where you are at. So it's not just the penalty. It's not just the problem of sin, but an invitation to his very near presence. But as you're coming in, the emissary says these words. He wants to adopt you as his child. 
child. We are bought in and then we're invited to share the heart of God. And so you come into his presence completely broken before the reality of what he's done for you. I don't deserve this. Why have you done this for me, God? Because I love you. And now I have a condition for you. For me? You want me to work for you? Yes, I want you to work for me. I want you to represent me wherever you go. Absolutely. Anything I can do for you, you just tell me. I need you to go back to the prison cell that I took you out of because there's a whole bunch more that need to know about me. And they need to know about my love and the truth. Will you go for me? In a heartbeat, I would gladly serve you in any way that you want. Anything that you ask. Alright, I need to warn you of something. I'm going to send you out and you're going to be sheep among wolves. They may kill you and they'll destroy you. They'll hate you. They'll persecute you. They'll do whatever they can do to harm and hinder you. I'm in, Lord. I'll do it. I don't care. You shed your blood for me. I would gladly shed my blood for you. Take my body and take my blood and spend it any way that you want. I belong to you and I'm in covenant. So take me, Lord Jesus. Send me. So it's the commission. It's not just the penalty. It's not just the problem. It's not just the invitation to his very near presence. It's not just the induction of a son and a daughter of the King Most High. No, we are commissioned to represent him. And I want you to realize that it's a privilege beyond all privileges to bear the very name of God, the very image and the reputation of Almighty God. And so he says, I ask you to go. Go and make disciples of all men. Go and be unashamed to my gospel and preach it. Go and rescue the lost in the power of my name. For is not the lamb that was slain worthy to receive the reward of his suffering? I'll go. And as you're beginning to head out of this room, with his blessing, he says, hold it. Wait. There's one more thing. It's not just the penalty of sin. It's not just the problem. It's not just the invitation to his presence. It's just not that you're adopted as a son or daughter of the, and you have a commission. No, this is the capstone. capstone. If you think that that's all good, you could wrap all of that into one bowl and it still falls short of what the gospel really is. Because the final piece is so condescending on the part of the king. It's so bewildering. It's so extraordinary. It's so amazing that this is the truth that turns the world upside down. Before you go, what I'm setting you out to do is the impossible. I know. And if you do it in your own strength, you're going to fail. I don't care. I'll, I'm willing to do whatever you ask me. And if you want me to go in there and just die, I'm willing to do that, Lord. No, I'm setting you out to be a victor. My children will not lose. So will you give your body for me? And I will come in and I will make my home in you. And I will take those hands of yours and I will make them my hands. I will take those feet of yours and I will make them my feet. I will take that mouth of yours and I will speak my words. And I will take those eyes of yours so that you can now see what I need to you to be seen in this world. And I will take your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh so that you will meet with my burdens and you will care for the very things that I care about. Your prayers will now become my prayers. Your life and your attitude and your behavior every minute of every day will be the very behavior of Almighty God. So will you allow me to take over your life? Because then we go into the world as little lambs with the faces of lions because the living God Almighty, the consuming, almighty, 
sovereign God. God dwells within his children. And he surrounds us. And as we stand in the wolves pack around us, we stand with the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. We will not back down. We will not head off to war to lose. We head off to war to win. Our God locks all the powers of earth and hell through our fluffy little lambs because his lambs are beating the wolves back. That is the gospel. The gospel pounces on the powers of this earth and hell and demonstrates to the universe the manifold wisdom of God that he is in control. And even though we look weak, and even though physically and naturally we are weak, spiritually, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. That is the good news. And it's a whole lot better than what we see today in the church. So we need to rise up and proclaim the gospel and say, I'm not ashamed of it, dear Lord Jesus. Take what is rightfully yours. Don't just send us. Send us with yourself. Firmly planted within our souls. We cannot do your work. We cannot bring your glory. We do not want it to, we do not want to do without you. So please, if you want to come with us, why in the world would we ever try this on our own? You don't have to go on your own. You don't have to pull off the impossible on your own. You don't have to fail any longer. Because your God is ready to do it in you and through you. You can't do it. You can't muster up the discipline. You can't muster up the intellect. You can't muster up the strength. You can't muster up the perseverance and the fortitude. But he can. And you can't love the lost, but you and you can't love those who spit upon your face, but he can. So don't pray and ask God to teach you how to love like he loves. Pray that he would fill you with himself and that he would love in and through you. Don't pray that he would teach you how to have joy. Pray that the living God, full of joy, would enter into you. Don't pray that he would teach you how to be peaceful. Ask the God of peace, the Prince of Peace, to fill you. Because if you try and you imitate Jesus on your own strength, you're just going to be a miserable replica. But if you allow the impartation of Jesus Christ to overtake you suddenly, it all works because in him, or it's him into imitating himself, and he's very good at being God. That is the gospel. Would you please stand with me and let's just work with the king of kings in this place, amen? Father, we magnify your name. You are the king of kings and we surrender our lives to use us to be our hands, and to be our eyes, to be our hearts, to be our feet. That we will go unashamedly and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That you not only came to invite us into your presence, but fill us with your presence. So that we can go and represent you wherever you call us to go. And we choose you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus one more praise. Amen.